Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. Welcome back to Private Parts Unknown, a podcast that explores love and sexuality around the world. I'm Courtney Kosak. And I'm Sophia Alexandra. And holy shit, you guys, we have a one-name wonder for you today. Smooth. I cannot believe you're going to get to meet Smooth finally after all of the buildup. I'm so excited. Smooth, queen of Bloomington, Indiana. Non-gender specific. Non-gender. Royalty. Royalty. Exactly. Smooth's like the LGBTQ mayor of Bloomington, Indiana. Yes, that is correct. And also the owner and proprietor of The Back Door, the coolest, queerest bar slash performance space. I've done stand-up at The Back Door. Oh, dope. Yeah, it was one of my favorite spots to ever perform. The energy's great, and you'll understand why, because Smooth is truly a remarkable person. And also, you got to remember, it is unique and special to find a queer oasis like this in the middle of a red state that's what samantha allen talked to us about way back in our second episode and it was incredible to sit with smooth and hear some of the stories and we're gonna post the pictures that we promised of how insane her pussy cave is oh my god you guys guys. are gonna lose your goddamn minds again we have tripping jesus's we have dame judy dench or no, Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith sternly overlooking everything. There's so many so fucking So many things. sexual artifacts in the pussy palace. Pussy cave? Who knows? Amazing pussy place. <laughs> <laughs> pussy place sounds like the like raunchy cousin of the McDonald's play palace. It's I like, was oh, thinking yeah. Melrose Place. If your kid yeah. looks real gay. <laughs> drop him off at the pussy place. And then it's like me and a bunch of bi's and lesbians being like, let us in. It's also interesting to me, Smooth's such a character and in so many ways doesn't give a fuck what anybody thinks of her, but also has at the same time created this really necessary space for people, which is such a caring thing to do. So I just love to observe those simultaneous characteristics in her. Well, she cares about her own, you know? She doesn't care about everyone. You know what I mean? Or norms or customs. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't care about just a random person's opinion. She wants her community to be, like, good and safe and happy, and she cares about them. I think that's so beautiful. So you guys are going to love Smooth. Here we go. Guys, we are so excited to be sitting here with Smooth, co-owner of the back door. Yes. Is that correct? That is correct. The legendary back door. I mean. Legendary. The legendary back door. The legendary back door. Unicorn sanctuary. 
So I've come to the back door now for a bunch of years, which yeah. is funny because Seen I do not live in Bloomington. <laughs> um, every time I've come here, so I came here for a comedy festival, I performed at the back door, mm -hmm. and then I got a chance to actually drink and party yeah. at the back door, which is so fun, it's and saw fun. some of the best drag of my life. On my Instagram, I posted a while back a Beyonce off between <laughs> all of the drag queens, and it was just the coolest thing I've ever seen. And uh, it's just such a vibrant, amazing, fun, queer space. Well, thank you. And we were like, especially talking after to we, our friend Samantha Allen. So we read Real Queer America, which oh, yeah, you and the back door are featured in. Mm -hmm. She's amazing. Good writer. Yeah, everyone should read her book. Yeah. yeah. And then Soph connected with her uh, specifically over the chapter yeah. about you. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yes. I was like, oh, my God. I can't believe this is in the book. I love this place. So mm. then we were like, now we have to go to the source and interview Smooth. So we're so excited. <laughs> well, welcome. We are in Smooth's private boom, boom room, boom, boom room, which we got to <laughs> take a picture because this we'll take place a video. is. Let's describe it a little bit. First of all, if you hear any noise in the back, it's the spinning Jesus. The soft whirring comes from spinning electric Jesuses. Yes. That Disco are Jesus. so trippy, but also I really feel protected by them. There's an Elvis on the wall. There's a collection of dick pics. There's a giant cutout of Dame Maggie Smith. What's the Santa you just showed us? Oh, yeah. There's... Oh, the X-rated Santa who's uh, butt-fucking a man that looks surprised. <laughs> So how did you start collecting all this cool shit? Well, the Jesus stuff, like my aunt used to live in McAllen, Texas, and she gave me this spinning disco Jesus one year um, as, a, as a gift. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I didn't know this existed in the world. And this was like pre-internet and stuff. And I've just been on a hunt for him ever since. But I mean, a lot of stuff in here has been either stuff I found or people like find stuff and like, oh my God, Smooth Super needs Smooth her. needs this, you know? Like there's a, a little ceramic plaque over there that clearly some kid made in like an art project that a friend of a friend, like, you know, it says Jesus can suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> she bought it at an art fair in Canada and sent it to my friend and was like, uh, I don't know what to do with this. I love it, but like, can you? Do you want this for your boom boom room? You've gotten a reputation. I I've love it. I've gotten a reputation. Things. Jesus can suck my dick is so funny. <laughs> I would name an album that. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah, let's first talk about the origin story of yeah. the back door because you actually are from San Francisco. Uh, I'm not from there. I was living there. And then I basically was just tired of the corporate world and the, what were you doing? the grind. I was, um, the best way to phrase this is helping trap people in endless cycles of debt. I oh, worked shit. for a bank that did a lot of credit card stuff and I was using my math power for evil. Uh. So, you know, I just couldn't do it anymore. Was, How many years had you been doing it at that point? At least 12. Wow. Maybe more. I mean, not that particular job, but similar things. I'm impressed that you were like, ugh, and then got the fuck out of there. I think it would be really easy to start justifying to yourself. Well, 
I mean, it's hard to say goodbye to the paycheck, but I had a house in San Francisco and it was right before the first bubble crashed. And I was like, shit, if I sell this place here and I move to Indiana, I can buy like four houses. (laughs) Totally. Which is what I did. That's awesome. Yeah. And then how did the back door come from that move? So a few years later, three different people, like independent, different parts of my life completely. Um, I had a gay friend come tell me like he was dancing at another club in town and, you know, kissing on his boyfriend and was getting hassled. And I had another friend who was like, you should open a gay bar because my wife needs a place to dance. And I had another friend, the the guy who used to be our landlord come to me and say, you should really think about opening a bar in here. I'm like, why don't you do it? You own the building. And he was like, no, I've been sober for 25 years. I don't (laughs) want to get in that game. I'm like, fair, fair point. And the, the main gay bar at that time was called Bullwinkles. And we had another one called Uncle Elizabeth's. Bullwinkles basically closed down. And Uncle Elizabeth got kicked out of downtown and they had to move into like a strip mall on the west side of town, which is just so depressing. Like, you know, I'm like, at least she could have like gussied it up a little bit or made it pretty. But you walk in, I'm like, I don't even feel gay. (laughs) Like, this isn't right. So I, I recognize that there was like a, you know, a gay vacuum. Yeah, we needed a space downtown. There was uh, just like a need to have this this space downtown. And so all these things had happened and my father had recently passed away and had left me a little bit of money and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. And we did it. I mean, at first I was just supposed to be an investor, but then like, you know, things fall apart and half the people quit and I was like okay I guess I'm doing this now actually I think in Samantha's book you referred to yourself as the daddy of yeah uh, the back door I love that well because I write the checks and I yell at them about turning down the air conditioning <laughs> you know stuff like that um had you in your life uh before the back door uh, done anything similar like run a uh, space or events like that or you just dove in I just dove in pretty much knowing nothing and I mean what, you figure what year was stuff this? out this was um so we've been open we're gonna have our eighth year anniversary in February Congrats. so that would have been 2013 basically like New Year's Eve we had a soft opening <laughs> for the back door. I mean, <laughs> come on. You got it. <laughs> that word, just the whole, it sounds weird. That is weird. so funny. Right. And, and then, then of course gonna, you get to do a hard opening. Right. I'm going to tell you this. We started with just beer and wine, a uh, liquor license. And in the state, they have three types. There's this beer only, there's beer and wine, which is called a two-way. And then beer, wine, and spirits is a three-way. So the best like professional email I've ever got to send in my life was to my lawyer and my real estate guy and the subject line just said backdoor three way. <laughs> yes. And everybody responded immediately. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I'm there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's secret do it to a quick reply on email. <laughs> yeah. Backdoor three way. <laughs> Try it. It'll work. 
Oh, I'm so glad you have liquor though. Yeah. It gets so trashed at the back well, door. It's so delightful. That was the thing that we realized pretty early on. I'm like, we can't have a gay bar without, yeah. we can't have a queer bar without liquor. No. People want their cocktails. The queers want their cocktails. Yep. The queer uh, umbrella is actually very important to the back door, right? Yes. yes. Because like in New York or LA, it can be for a specific part of the gay community versus... Right. So you're in a smaller place. So you don't have that many options. So you have to have like a large tent for everyone, right? In a big city, you can have like a dyke bar and a leather bar. And I've lived in Chicago also, you know, and I remember like not being able to go to certain bars with my gay boyfriends because they just didn't allow women, uh-huh. you know? I, we've had uh, people visit from other places just kind of amazed. Scott Thompson was one that he was like, came and he was like, oh my God, there's men and women here and everyone's getting along. I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's so kind of the what? beauty of it's it, right? It's a paradise. Yeah, we can all get along. Everyone's here just to have a good time. Also, the way it is inside is so great. Can you tell us a little bit about the decor of the back door? Well, the walls are spray-painted zebra stripes. We've got a little stage um, at one end of the bar, and the actual bar is like opposite that. So it's a big rectangle we call it the zebra box sometimes we have a lot we have a lot of uh velvet unicorn paintings there's one painting in particular that's my favorite that um, my bartender laura berkmanis did for me i just i handed her this velvet painting it was of a horse right and there's some mountains in the background and i'm like first of all this needs to be a unicorn second of all <laughs> these hills right here that needs to be like beaver falls ah I want a vagina with a waterfall. Amazing. And then third of She's all, like, yes, you know, boss. she knocked that out of the park, man. That's a home <laughs> run. It's so cozy and fun in the bar. And I think the art is such a big part of it. It does feel like just truly like a celebration. Like every time you go in there, you're like, ooh, all right. Yeah. The bar top itself is like a collage of old, you know, things from queer history and pulp fiction novels oh, and like personal pictures for my years of being like you know smooth being smooth <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to put it do you feel like because it's this center of queer culture in this town where maybe there's not a lot of other places for that. Do you feel like it kind of creates this community that extends to other things politically? And do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I mean, there are other places in town. Like we have a PRISM youth group um, that's run through Bloomington Pride. We do have a Pride. Oh, you do? Yeah, it happens oh, at the end. It's usually like the last weekend of August, which we help start my business partner, Nikki, and I, and she's been way more involved than I have in the past, but I was like, how come, like, Spencer, Indiana, which is, like, 4,000 people, they have a pride, and we don't have one? Mm -hmm. Like, what's going on here? We need a day. So, so yes, your work with The Back Door has extended beyond and turned into this, I mean, now you have a pride here. Right, so we help get that started. We do try and, you know, work with, um, there's a... LGBT 
LGBTQIA. <laughs> they should add a few more letters. Whatever. <laughs> MVP. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, they just had their, at, at Indiana University, they just had their 25th year anniversary. You know, so there's other things that, you know, kind of fill the gap because we're 21 plus. Mm. Right. And you you don't wait till you're 21 to be queer. Right. Sure. You, you know, that happens way before that. <laughs> Maybe it happens after. Depends I don't know. It depends. Story. It depends on your situation. But I feel like Bloomington is doing a pretty good job supporting the entire community. So we're we're a piece of that for sure. What is up, privates? We want to introduce you to a new sponsor. Dun, 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 dun. Who are they, Cokes? Lola. Whatever Lola wants. <laughs> That's a bonus song, but we are so excited to work with Lola. Lola is a female-founded company, and they offer a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes that you can use on your whole body. Here's the deal, you guys. You know what sucks even more than getting your period? The trash tampons we normally put in our bodies. Yeah, and it's because the FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products, so most of them don't. I gotta tell you guys, I am in love with Lola. They sent me the tampons, I got to feel really good knowing what I was putting into my body, and no leakage, it was all, all gravy. Yeah, it was hilarious because you told me, you were like, I love these tampons. I was like, no one ever says that about tampons. <laughs> it's That's true. Awesome. It's true. But if you were like, hey, you guys, Lola sounds amazing. They couldn't be any better. You're wrong because Lola does amazing things with your purchase. For every purchase, they donate feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S. That's really awesome. And if you thought... No, now for sure they couldn't get any more awesome. No, you're still wrong because <laughs> for 30% off of your first month subscription, you can visit mylola.com and enter private when you subscribe. Visit mylola.com and enter code private. Pence was the governor. Ugh. Here, sorry, sorry, got to bring this up. <coughs> <laughs> He's terrible. He is terrible. When he was here, he passed this Religious Freedom Act, uh -huh. which basically said you are allowed to discriminate against anyone you want to if your religion says it's okay. Right? And there was all kinds of protest and... A bunch of companies were like, we're pulling out, like, we're not going to come here. We're not. There was a huge backlash against mm -hmm. it. And he had to walk it back and be like, okay, well, we're still going to have this rule, but it's not going to be as broad. But he still passed it and he did the same fucking thing federally. This administration, our current one, has walked back pretty much. All the yeah. progress we made during Obama years. Yep. Especially they're hitting the trans folks like so hard. It's yeah. so fucked up. It's starting to remind me of how it was like in the fucking 80s. Yeah. Right? When it just, you, what a scary when feeling. AIDS was happening and you did not come out, you know, unless you were forced to or you were like comfortable enough with yourself to do it. Personally, I waited until I had graduated from college and got my wisdom teeth out because I didn't want my parents 
take the insurance away to disown me and be like, no, you can't do that. They were cool about it. Very different reactions. Where did you from my mom and dad? I grew. I went to high school and college here in Bloomington. Oh, and then I moved away, went a bunch of places, and I came back. Gotcha. But we had moved around a lot before we landed in Bloomington. My dad was a econ professor at IU. He did game theory, and my mom taught high school English. So you know all about what it's like to be under 21 growing up here and kind of feel that cultural restriction? I mean, it's so much better now. Okay, Maybe the 80s is too extreme. Maybe we're back into the 90s. I don't know. We took several steps forward, and now we're going way far back again. I think um, the trans stuff, the bathroom shit. I mean, yeah. it's not it's not a big deal. Like we made our bathrooms gender neutral. I don't know, six years ago. So on your bathroom signs at the bar. are two toilets, right? Is one, and then one is a toilet and a urinal. Right. I'm like, put don't name it. Put what's in there on the door. Yeah, that should be a rule. Like, like people will figure it out. Some people try and get cute. I remember going to Germany for the first time in the 80s and like there was a, a, a chicken and a rooster. And I don't know the fucking difference. You know, I like that. they both look like chickens to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and technically chicken, rooster, like whatever. Chickens only have like one hole. It's like, what is that called? Cloaca. The cloaca, right? Alligators. They're too. so gross. They're pooping yeah, pee comes out of the same hole. I'm obsessed with this. <laughs> and the eggs. Ugh, disgusting. Birds I are mean, sick. Sorry. They're dinosaurs. It's <laughs> They are dinosaurs. It's weird. So, okay. What are some of your favorite moments or stories that have happened at the back door? Oh, my God. Oh, man. That's going to that's gonna take some thought because there's a lot I bet. that's happened in the past eight years. One of my favorite things, so Nikki and I used to, every year for our anniversary party for a while, we would perform a number together. So those have been some of my favorite things. Our anniversary is mid-February, like 14th. We opened officially on Valentine's Day, uh, which we don't celebrate. We celebrate our anniversary. Anyway, when Trump had just gotten, I'm not going to call it elected. Yeah. When the Russians put installed him. Installed their puppet. When they installed their puppet, we did this number dressed all in black, had printed out all these, all the political figures, you know, Trump and Pence and Kellyanne and mm-hmm. all those horrible people and um, put them on paper and put them over like hula hoops, right? And stood them up and then came out with like baseball bats and smashed all their faces in. That's so fun. That was proud. It was fun and cathartic and very memorable. Yeah. Anyway, I had a great time doing that. We also, the year before that did a, I was Elton John and she was uh, George Michael and we did Don't yes. Let the Sun Go Down on Me. That must have been amazing. <laughs> oh my it God. It was pretty fun. <laughs> it was pretty fun. Because if I'm going to do drag, I'm going to be super faggy about it. Yeah. Duh. 100%. Duh. Do you perform drag often? 
Uh, not too often. I do a gong show. It's called the Song of Gong Show every now and then. And uh, that's usually pretty stupid and fun. So many drag performances happen at the back door. Yeah. How lots did it become such a drag hotspot? Lots of drag, lots of burlesque. We wanted to, I mean, obviously we want to have a space where we can promote art. You know, that's then drag is an art form. It's, you know, can be problematic for some people, but it really is just an art form. So I think that, you know, because we started this open mic, which is kind of like, if you just want to try it out, this is something you're interested in. And we started just pulling people in, local queens and indie queens, and like, you kind of built the program or a drag program from like the ground up. I call it the junior varsity game that happens on Wednesday. I you bet know, you but have the some varsity drag- game happens Saturday. Do you have some people from your JV who feel like they've grown up there as drag oh, performers? Yeah, yeah. I bet. Oriana Perone Argenta was her drag mother and she was kind of our, our house queen and our show director and helped you know, us build all of this. But Oriana was her daughter, and now Oriana has, like, five or six drag children. Yes. I'm like, babe, you need to keep it in your pants, because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you're having all these kids. <laughs> you understand, that's like a lifetime commitment. <laughs> let's, let's, on that note, let's get personal for a sec, if mm-hmm. we can. Do kids ever interest you? I mean, I don't personally have any do you want i mean i i did for a minute but then my partner at the time was like eh, i know you you're gonna be like over it in a couple years and <laughs> you're still gonna want to go out and do your thing and i'm gonna be stuck at home and i was like oh, was she right she's right <laughs> she was right she was right and you know I don't have kids. My current girlfriend has two kids. Oh. And so I I told the youngest one, we were dropping her off at like a PTA skate night at the roller skate rink. And I was like, if anyone asks, just tell them I'm your gender nonconforming step parent. And she was like, oh, smooth. Okay. <laughs> and then she repeats it to me. And she's like, you're my gender nonconforming step parent. I love that. That is so cute. I'm like, next time I go to the fair, I'm getting an airbrush t-shirt that says that. That is so awesome. (laughs) Hey, Sophia, what's worse than dry sex? Literally nothing. It's a punishment. Agreed. That is why I am so stoked that we have a brand new sponsor, Uber Lube. Ooh, Uber Lube is literally my favorite lube. I love Uber Lube. Me too. And here's why. Lube is the key to maximizing pleasure, whether that's by yourself, like we like to do, or with a partner, like we also like to do. (laughs) I mean, if you're going to lubricate, you want to make sure it's done with the highest quality body safe ingredients. Literally nothing beats Uber Lube. Yes, Uber Lube is so luxurious. It's a high-grade silicone lubricant made from clean, body-friendly ingredients. So it's basically just silicone with a little vitamin E. And the vitamin E will make your skin feel so velvety after. So it's like a bonus moisturizer. Yeah, I love that about it. And it's great for all kinds of play. And you can use it when you're having sex in water. So hot tubs, pools, lakes, ocean. 
it's on, baby. So it's time to get wet because right now they're offering Private Parts Unknown listeners 10% off and free shipping. Love free shipping. When you use our code PRIVATE at uberlube.com. That's 10% off and free shipping. Just use code PRIVATE at uberlube.com. What's it like to date in such a small town? Uh, like, have you gone through all the lesbians there are? <laughs> Sophia. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm just being real. Genuine question, though. I mean, gone <laughs> through them is uh, a lot of I my experience here is, has been that a lot of women are partnered up. Mm. Right. And they like hook up and then like you never see them again. They don't come out. They, you know nesting i don't know yeah. that's a, not a thing i do so i don't understand <laughs> that really but um they boo up and i they mean get boring. I've, I've had to like i've done a lot of online dating oh yeah like, is that a my, is that a possibility in my here? current girlfriend is uh i am i say I imported her from indianapolis <laughs> <laughs> awesome <laughs> but uh I was I had a profile up on some site that I didn't I wasn't really paying much attention to, right? And all it was is is a picture of me as Jaws with like, you know, the woman swimming above on top of the water. And it just said the whole profile. All it said was, "Do you like fishing? Cuz I'm a catch." Aww. Which is so cheesy. You dork. I know it's so <laughs> bad. It's so terrible. Anyway, she hit me up. She was like, "Hey, you know, you want to meet to up? Fish. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And that was that, you know? So, That's amazing. So online know. dating works if you expand your radius to yes. like Indianapolis. Ni- 90 miles. <laughs> Indianapolis. I went on a, well, I don't know, dates. Did I go on a, um, I don't know if I call them dates. I went down to Louisville a couple times to fuck somebody. How far away is that? Two two hours. Okay, that's not Louisville bad. Is doable. Yeah, I mean, if you're like gonna spend the night, yeah, it's totally doable. It's totally doable. Yeah. So Indy, uh, the answer closer. to my question is yes. You have gone through all the Bloomington lesbians, <laughs> <laughs> and you have had to expand I have not your radius through them all. <laughs> I know a lot of them. <laughs> I mean, really you're in the best place to meet them. Her I mean, only pushback is just the verbiage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I wouldn't say it exactly like that, but yes. yes. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and slut shame myself. Oh, there's no shame. There's no shame. No. There's just this admiration. Is, no. Yeah. Look, don't call it the boom boom room for nothing. You yeah. Know? I mean, this yeah. Is, I just want to not to serious things up again and end on a serious note but I was so struck in reading your story initially in Real Queer America about how vibrant of a community you've created in a place that fucking Pence of all people was the governor of Mm -hmm. and just in the spirit of trying to push back against the rollback of LGBTQ rights I guess if you could leave any um, final thoughts on like how people can be better allies in a place like this? How could people be better allies? I mean, just be cool. That's like the best. Don't, 
don't be a dick, you know? Like, if you are coming into a space that you know is, you know, not, it was not built for straight people, I have no problem with straight people coming in there. I get it. You want to come out. You want to have a good time. You want to feel safe somewhere. You don't want to be harassed. Like, I'm glad we can provide that space. Just stay in your lane. You know, don't be grabbing on the drag queens or like thinking you can get away with something you really need to have consent for first. You know, just stay in your lane. Um, another thing I would say is I, I can't remember the exact quote, but it's something about acting joyously is an act of rebellion. Like it's, uh, and the way I look at it is kind of like an in your face, you know, like you can be doing all this shitty stuff around me. That is not going to impact me or how I feel or how I enjoy or experience the world. Right. Um, and we're lucky in Bloomington because it is we have a fairly educated population and you know it's a it is a little like blue dot mm-hmm. surrounded by a very large sea of red you know but yeah thank you so much you're for welcome thanks Ms. giving us the full backdoor history and introducing us to the boom boom room yeah so yeah now when you're traveling You'll know. <laughs> We're gonna send you an artifact. Yeah, I'm literally oh, I like, can't wait. I'm like, we have dick stuff. We yeah, can send we immediately. Can <laughs> <laughs> Just get, get home, put some stuff in a box. We're ready to go. I mean, we have that dick handle too. Oh, oh yeah, that might be the perfect gift. So we we went to in Mexico City to the witchcraft yeah. market. Ooh, really? And you're like normally not even allowed to take pictures or anything because it's like pretty serious. Um, right, right, right. That's, you have to be very polite with around. everybody that's selling everything. And not that we wouldn't be anyway, but one of the things that you're, they sold were these dick candles that you can hex people with. Ooh. Like a voodoo Ooh. dick candle. Yeah, really? like a voodoo dick candle where you like wish some ill on some dude's dick and Which, light the candle. What dick doesn't deserve that? No, just yeah. Maybe <laughs> this will be straight for <laughs> yeah. Pence. Oh my right, God. Pence. Let's send... Her the b- dick candle and you can light it for Pence. Well, That's you, beautiful. And then you, you send us a video Somebody of in Indiana started this thing called Menses for Pences <laughs> where women were sending him their period blood. And oh, I, yeah, I remember I that. had, you know, I used a cup. So, like, I was collecting mine <laughs> and I had it in the refrigerator in a Tupperware container. But then I was like, I don't want him to have my DNA. So I didn't end up sending it to him. I ended up taking it to um, a lesbian potluck. (laughs) And I put it on the, I was going to put it on the table next to the condiments and stuff, but uh, it spilled in the bag on the way over there. (laughs) So... God, I can just imagine someone being like, what's this amazing ketchup? Oh, my God. How about what your back must have looked like when all of your own menstrual blood that you'd been collecting for months spilled in your own bag? I just threw the whole thing away. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to. Went to the potluck empty-handed. That's okay. That's why we need the dick candle, the dick voodoo candle. That would be be so much more efficient, cleaner. cleaner way. Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much. You're welcome. 
Oh my god. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as we did. What a roller coaster ride. I know. Uh, Menses for pensies. Oh my god. And I love the really solid advice about how to be a better ally. Yeah. I also just think that Smooth is very accessible and like chill. And I think a lot of times people are afraid to ask how they can be better allies. Mm. And her answer, I think, was welcoming. So if you've ever been like, well, I can't ask that. That's like so awkward. Now we've gone and done it for you about how to be a better ally. So, you know, now, you know, the more, you know, the more anyone knows we learn with every interview. So, yes. And we are headed to Tokyo. So if you have any tips for us, people to talk to, foods to eat, places to go, hit us up. That's right. We're Private Parts Unknown on Instagram and Private Parts Un on Twitter. So please, please holler at us. Hey, Sophia, what's this bomb ass music? I'm so glad you asked. This music is by our wonderful friend, Amy Roche. Please find her music on Spotify and check it out. Her name is spelled Amy R-A-A-S-C-H. This episode was mixed by Mike Castaneda from Plastic Audio. We love you, Mike. Little sharp, but that's okay. Yeah, that was me. (laughs) Write us and tell us if you like our singing. (laughs) Please don't. I already know what the answer is. But do rate and review us because it helps other people find us. And we work really hard on this show and we would love for other people to hear it. Yeah. Give us those five stars. Tell us what you love about the show. And we will probably read your review for our review of the week segment. Which is currently on hiatus because you bitches need to rate and review us. We need some new fucking reviews. We need this. Help. (laughs) Help us. Come on, save us. Give us something to read. We'll send you a button. We'll send you a button and you'll get a little airtime from your favorite babes. Hell yeah. See you guys next time. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.